0: Hello, and welcome to The Bite, Hope Brooklyn's weekly podcast for bite-sized spiritual thoughts to inspire you as you center your life around God's great story. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome to The Bite. We are reading Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. Jesus says, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. We're still in chapter 13, and we're looking at various analogies that Jesus is using to describe who he is. He's the kingdom of heaven. He's the gift of God. He is the one who holds in his very being and in his friendship uh, the truth to our souls, the truth to our existence, the truth to all meaning. So he's describing what this looks like. And he gives us another example and he says, the kingdom of heaven's like treasure hidden in a field. A guy finds it, he hides it again, in his joy he sells everything he has and he buys that field. A couple notes, a couple observations about this parable. The first one is that the kingdom of heaven is like treasure that is hidden. It's hidden, it's not obvious. I'm reminded of a passage in, in Paul's first letter to the church in Corinth where he says that uh, the, the city was full of, of for, for Paul, who's a, a Jewish thinker, there's two types of people. There are Jews and non-Jews. And he says um, that Jews will always seek signs. That's, that's what assures them of, of something's truth. And he says Greeks will always seek wisdom. Greeks love wisdom. Uh, What he means by that is uh, we all want a God in our own image. We want a God that makes sense to our sensibilities. So for the Jewish people, they want a God that does miracles. That's how they'll know that Jesus is who he says he is. And the Greeks, they they want a a God, uh, a Savior who's super wise and philosophical. That's how they'll know. That's what they would expect. But he goes, Jews seek signs, Greeks seek wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. Our Savior, the, 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 the message, the treasure that is hidden of grace, of love, of eternal life with God. It's hidden behind a crucified carpenter who had a very short stint as an itinerant, you know, miracle worker. The gospel, Jesus's love is often Jesus' friendship, the power of the kingdom, it's often hidden behind the obvious, in a field, an unassuming piece of land, an unassuming carpenter's son, a very gnarly and grisly death. But when you find it, when you discover, when you truly understand the power of its message, that God, the creator, the the mind that is behind all of this, And we all know in our hearts there has to be a mind behind all this. When you realize that that mind is personal, that once relationship has entered into this world for you, loves you, forgives you, sets you free from a life of loneliness, meaninglessness, selfishness. When you realize that, then the priceless nature of this gift begins to shine through. But it's hidden. It's treasure that is hidden. The second observation is that this guy finds it and he hides it again before he could buy the field. He didn't find it and just take it home and add to his pre-existing collection of treasures. And I think what's important about this observation is Jesus is not an add-on to your life. That's not the kind of treasure he is. You don't find Jesus and be like, oh, wow, this is so great. He loves me and then just take him home and he just sort of becomes this motivational speaker in your corner. That's not, what, that's not what the kingdom is. He's not an add-on to your pile of treasure. This treasure requires you to fundamentally change your life. The dude in the story, he moved. He bought a new field. He sold everything he had. He gave up his entire prior way of life and transferred, to a new plot of land. He started over. You don't find this treasure. You don't find Jesus and stay where you are. Jesus is not a self-help book encouraging you to be your best self. He's saying you don't really have a self at all until you come to me. You don't know who you are fully. You don't know the depths of of, uh, the pricelessness of your existence and of this world's being. You don't know, you don't recognize until you sell all and buy this field. We often say at Hope Brooklyn, wherever you are in your spiritual journey, there's room at the table. And what we mean by that is that we're sitting at Jesus's table. He's inviting us to his table. And I think often the temptation is to imagine that when we say that, Jesus is actually sitting with me at my table, that he's an add-on to, to, to my way of life. And let's, let's be clear. I think Jesus does come to our table, you know? He meets us where we are. And he speaks truth to us and loves us where we are. But ultimately, when you realize the pricelessness of who Jesus is, you're going to have to get up and go to his table. That's where the depth of joy is waiting. And then the third observation I have the guy sold all he had, he sold his treasures. He, Jesus doesn't say that he was a poor nomad who stumbled across this treasure and got rich quick. It wasn't this, this thing of he had nothing and suddenly he has everything. No, it was a transfer. It was a costly transfer. He gave up what he had, he forsook a prior way of life in order to buy this field. So I think Jesus says that to honor the sacrifice and the pain and the substitution, he knows what we're giving up. That even if it isn't complete joy or complete abundant life, that there still is a a sacrifice. There's a sacrifice when we leave a prior way of life, when we sell our treasures, things we value, in order to learn something even more valuable. Himself, friendship with God. And he says that because the joy that comes with this new field is unsurpassable. So I don't know who you are and I don't know what you think about Jesus. I don't know if there's joy or sorrow in your thoughts. Here's what I know to leave you with today. The love of Jesus, friendship with God, often is hidden by things that seem much less spiritual and more ordinary than you'd imagine. So don't look in the places where you think God is. Look in the more obvious or the the less obvious places. Look in those ordinary places. That's where he is. Secondly, you cannot add Jesus to your life. You won't experience joy that way. He's not an add-on. You have to sell everything. Now, that doesn't mean specifically give up your job or break up with that significant other, sell your belongings, literally. But it might mean that might mean one of those it does mean when you sell everything and buy this plot of land it means that there is no voice and no relationship more important to your very existence than jesus is that's where the joy is found the joy is found fundamentally in that relationship with god through jesus and if you aren't encountering joy and yes there are seasons I wonder if perhaps there's something you're not willing to sell. Perhaps you've made him an add-on to your treasure box. And the third thing I would say is to honor the sacrifice in this. There is a death. You have to sell stuff, your stuff. You have to give stuff up. He knows it's painful. I know it's painful. But the joy that replaces it is indescribably worth it. Jesus, would you bring to mind one thing for whoever's listening where they've made you an add-on or they're not looking um, in the ordinary places or they feel the pain of what they're having to give up to follow you? Would you encourage them and fill their hearts with joy so that we could sell all we have and come to you? It's in your name. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Bite. To find out more about the mission and ministry of Hope Brooklyn and to subscribe to our other podcasts and lots more, visit us online at www.hopebrooklyn.org.